Welcome to the Retirement Plan Playbook. I'm Matthew Thiel, joined as always by Joshua Winterswag. Josh, how's your day treating you? I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to see you. And we're also joined by our captain, fearless leader, president of RPA Wealth Management, Brent Pasqua. Brent, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent, Matt. Super excited for today's show and excited to be here. Me too. I'm, I'm really excited for today's show. Uh, what are we going to be uh, talking to our listeners about today? Today, we are going to talk about moving out of California to retire in a state with no state income tax. We've had actually many clients move out of state during retirement, and this has been a hot discussion point and a hot topic. Yeah, this is really uh, a popular topic, right? Especially with the 2017, was it, tax reform? Correct. Yeah, making it so you can't write off state income taxes up to the capital threshold now of $10,000. So a lot of people are migrating out of high-tax states like California and New York. I guess the first question would be is, really, why would anybody want to move out of California? I mean, the beaches are great. The coastline is beautiful. The weather is pretty outstanding, except for in July, August, and half of September when it's just miserably hot. But that's more inland. So in a lot of parts of California, the weather is pretty outstanding. There's an unlimited amount of things to do here. There's tons of good restaurants, tons of activities you could do, whether you're young or old. So why would anybody actually want to move out of California? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to talk about myself for a minute. For a quick aside, I mean, I left California, went to New York. It was really cold, really cold in the world. It wasn't fun. And I came back to California and I don't really see myself. Colder really than Chicago? Again. Oh, dude, it was much colder than Chicago. How, I mean, how do you compare the winter towards the heat in California? We're like, we're in the midst of the desert right now. It doesn't compare. Like it literally gets dark at like four o'clock on the East Coast in the winter and it's freezing cold. Who wants to live like that? But anyways, reasons why you might want to leave the state of California. I'll stay on track now. One is it's very expensive to live here. Uh, I mean, we, we live in Rancho Cucamonga, which is truly not that desirable of a city mm-hmm. in California. I think it's pretty fair to say, correcting that, it's a kind of like a suburb or an exurb. Yep. Um, it's pretty far to commute to Los Angeles or right. Orange County from here. But it still has super high real estate prices because so many people want to live here. Absolutely. Uh, um, is what's the average home price, Josh? Like five hundred thousand in Rancho? It feels like at, at least. least. Yeah. Yeah, a little over five hundred thousand for a starter home, and then upwards to a million if you want a little bigger home with a gated community. Yeah, if you get further towards the foothills, the more expensive it gets, just like anywhere else. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, and then a lot of people also. Um, I mean, the world's become real political. And they disagree with the politics of California. The state's moved very, very far left. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't a politics show, but some people don't like the state's stances on issues. Right. The other thing, too, is it's very crowded. I mean, you can't get anywhere most of the day without hitting a ton of traffic if you got to go down the freeway. It used to be that, you know, if you left, let's say you're coming from L.A., more inland. If you left between like 11 o'clock and 3 o'clock, you can get back without traffic. Now, there's very little time. There's no open freeway. I mean, you're going to be sitting in traffic no matter which way you're going at any time of day. And it's now become like that on the weekends. So traffic is sometimes just really unbearable around here. It, and it's going in every direction. So absolutely. Los Angeles, Orange County. And now even if you're going to, you know, Temecula, which has become very popular, or San Diego, the 15 is there's traffic every day you take it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It doesn't matter which day. Yeah. So I agree. That's. I mean, even if you have things fun planned in other cities, you just have to take in consideration the major traffic that you're going to be sitting in just to get there. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I know a lot of states don't have to deal with that type of drastic traffic. Yeah, I think when we were in Austin for Joshua's bachelor party, I remember one of the drivers like, oh, we're hitting some traffic now. And it, it was, I don't, I don't even think it was traffic. It was just yeah. like a slowdown, maybe. Yeah. Like the car had to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> just a real quick story. I was in Jacksonville for a conference. The guy's like, oh, there's some traffic. The factory workers just got off of work. I was like, that's the traffic. <laughs> yeah. So what are some other reasons people would want to retire outside the state? Well, another reason would be, um, let's say you're a little older and your kids have moved out of the state. Maybe their job relocated or they decided it was better for them to raise their family in a state that wasn't California. So, you know, you want to be near your grandkids. So you're going to move near your kids. I think that's happening a lot with like Texas. There's just a lot of opportunity. We're just talking about Austin in texas so kids moving to texas and the parents following them yeah there's a lot of job opportunities in other states and not everyone feels the need to stay here mm-hmm. yeah and then another reason why you might want to leave is you really when you retire have no reason to be here right if you had a career in your community los angeles or you're doing business in orange county or even if you do business in an empire, maybe you own a factory or um, some kind of production facility out here. When you retire, you actually don't need the economy of California anymore. Right. It's useless to you. Right. So you can leave. Good point. Right. And obviously the state tax is just so high here that, you know, when you are retired, it's not really, that's not helping you at all. Yeah. No, it's not helping you at all. It's actually hurting you quite a bit. The last reason is because of the tax law change right. um, that a lot of people are leaving. Yeah. And I know it's become kind of a problem in California, but also in in New York and uh, up and down that eastern seaboard where they do have those high desirable high tax states. So then I guess my next question would be is what are the zero tax states then? We actually pulled a list up. Um, We got this from Wallet Hub and it's ranked by uh, the tax burden. So this is going to be all zero tax states and then with their affordability and then their best state to live in ranking, which is, looks highly subjective to me. I mean, I'm looking at the two states that have ranked number one and number two, and, and I wouldn't wish those two states on my worst enemy. Okay. But I guess I'll just read them off and we could discuss them. Yeah, and I think can we put them in the show notes too. Yeah, we could, we could attach them to the show notes. But Alaska, Tennessee, Florida, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Wyoming, Texas, Washington, Nevada. And that's the ranking from, uh, I guess, what they would call the cheapest tax burden to the highest. But they're all no-tax states. Right. So what we mean by that is you don't pay income tax. You don't pay state income tax, essentially. Right. Brent, what's your favorite? You know, I thought about this a lot. If I had to pick, I don't know that I could pick one. If I was forced to move out of California, um, I would probably either go to Texas Although the weather is a little bit humid, there are some beautiful areas in Texas. Being in Austin, I mean, there's some outstanding restaurants, and it's a great city to be in. So it'd be either be Texas or possibly Tennessee. I've been to Tennessee before, and it's a beautiful state. I like the countryside. I like the country feel of it and the, the green landscape. So those would be my two options. I did look up uh, New Hampshire. It has some beautiful coastlines. I just, I'm sure in the winter it gets really, really cold. Yeah, New Hampshire would be on my all-avoid list. Kind of shocking. <laughs> I was going to throw three out there, but then you started with your all-avoid, so I just kind of came off of it. But Tennessee, man, that's 
coming out right field for it, I wouldn't see that. Would you see no, him in Tennessee? No, I, I didn't expect Tennessee at all. No. I mean, being there before, I mean, it's a beautiful state. So yeah, That's what I've heard. Uh, Joshua, what about you? Uh, favorites, like for me to personally move to, I really liked Austin. I guess my number one, um, having gone to Austin and, and to Texas, really like that city. And maybe Nevada. I mean, I'd, I'd like to be close to the West Coast. I grew up here. I love it. I'm not going to lie. You know, Washington, Nevada, staying on this side of the continent would probably be my choice. You're going to stay in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And then just come back to California. I don't mind driving four hours. There's a lot of benefits to the state of Nevada if you have certain vices. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of starting to change and lose its luster as, as gambling is becoming, especially sports gambling is becoming legalized mm-hmm. across the country. But uh, yeah, Nevada sounds attractive. Yeah. And a lot of retirees enjoy that atmosphere and that environment and they love Vegas and they don't mind being, you know, 20 minutes from the strip. Yeah. And the nice thing too is like, all right, let's just kind of roll through these. Like Florida, nah, there's hurricanes. That's cool. I'll pass. <laughs> Alaska, it's dark. Like it's light two hours out of the year in the winter, right? Like, no, that's a pass. Uh, New Hampshire, cold. Tennessee is probably really humid in the summer. I would say South Dakota, Wyoming, Texas, and Nevada are your only options. South uh, Dakota is really cold, isn't it, in the winter? It is, but, I mean, it is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, that's probably out. I'm staying in California, but, yeah, that's where my research should start to get deeper. as at the bottom of that list, Texas, Washington, Nevada. Well, here's the negative thing I know about Washington is they have high property prices because of Microsoft and Amazon. Mm. I actually have an aunt and uncle who live up there. Let me tell you guys, it rains a lot up there. Yeah. There's two things I hate. I left from New York that I hate. One is rain. Two is the winter. Right. Rain is awful. Yeah. We have clients in Washington and they're always complaining about how rainy it is and how dark it is. It's always cloudy. And, you know, there's some summers where they don't even get the full summer because the clouds just kind of carry through part of July. And then, you know, winter starts early. And after being here in California for so long, you know, if you go three or four days without seeing the sun, you know, that starts to wear on you. I can't imagine when they go three or four months with barely seeing the sun. Yeah, it's miserable. Yeah. You don't want any part of that. All right, so I guess now we're going to walk through some scenarios. Uh, Josh, what's our first scenario look like? Well, we're going to talk about two types of move. The first is a full move out of the state of California, and the second is a partial move out of the state of California while taking up residency in a zero-tax state. Um, Matt, can you uh, take the first scenario for us and walk us through it? Yeah, I will. So we're going to talk about two hypothetical clients. Uh, Brent, Josh, have you guys ever met Bob and Jane before? Yeah. Yeah. They're our our sample client and our financial client. They're outstanding people. They're great. So they're husband and wife and they have retirement assets of exactly $1 million. They don't have a penny more. And that would be IRA assets. And then they have a brokerage account with 200,000. They would like to make 120,000 of income in retirement. Currently, their combined social security equals $60,000 and they have a pension of 40,000. So when you add those two together, we get 100, which means they're short 20,000 of their retirement goal. And so we would have to take that from obviously their investment account. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, great job. So they wanna move to another state. Brent, how do we accomplish that for them? So what we did is we simulated this into the financial plan, and what we found is if they had moved to Nevada, over the life of their retirement, they would save approximately $156,000 in retirement and tax savings. That would save them approximately, let's just say just based on life expectancy, somewhere around three to $4,000 a year, 
just by moving out of California and having that tax state friendly state. That's awesome. You know, Bob told me, he was like, when we ran this hypothetical for him in the office, he's a big gambler. Mm. And he was like, man, that's $4,000 more I could bet on football. Absolutely. So he, he was really stoked. In reality, we have ran this multiple times for many clients uh, doing financial planning where they've wanted to explore what happens if they moved to a more tax-friendly state. And when they did that and they start to see the tax savings, it does become more appealing for them to come out of California and go to one of those states. It is a huge thing that people are starting to think about, and they become more prepared as they start to get closer to retirement to think about because there is sometimes less of a draw to stay here. And it can be one just one more variable that you're bringing clarity to for them to kind of check that off of their list of when they're deciding whether to move or not. Right. Because we talked about all of the reasons why you would move. I'm sure all with you know everyone listening, and even if we were considering it, there'd be five or six different things that we wanted to research before we moved. And knowing the tax implications, well, now we can move on to the next thing to making sure that this moves right for us. Right. And what we've seen from a lot of clients is, you know, they start to get closer to retirement, and then they're thinking, okay, well, my house is worth X, you know, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand. They're getting closer to being paid off, and they're starting to think, well, I can go to another friendly state, buy a brand new house cash or pretty close to cash, and then build it the way we want it. Because a lot of times these are new construction projects or remodel a house and pretty much live in this beautiful house that we've always wanted and in a state that has no state income tax and live pretty comfortable. And sometimes their kids are there. Sometimes they're closer to the areas that they want to be in. Sometimes it's more conducive to retirement. So it becomes a lot more appealing for them to say, there's nothing really keeping us here in California. Let's head out to one of these other states and live this lifestyle that we really always dreamed of. And it fits them. And those states can be any of these states that are on this list. Yeah. And one thing too, I think those communities, they're, um, I'm going to call it a little slower paced than living in Southern California, right? They're more, um, I guess, mom and pop friendly, right? Absolutely. There's not the traffic, the dollar stretches further. They can live that lifestyle really that they've always wanted. They don't have smog blowing in from LA. Correct. And like you said, with the housing as well, I mean, our in California, the median listing price for the home right now is $550,000. For using Nevada as the example, it's just a little over $300 for the same square footage of a house. So, right. I mean, taking that home that you, you have paid off or next to paid off in California now selling that and moving in retirement, you're just getting so much more bang for your buck on top of the tax savings we just talked about. Yeah. And then you think about people who have lived in their house for 25 or 30 years and they've have wear and tear in their house and they're thinking, well, my house on the market is worth seven or $800,000. And then all of a sudden you can move from your house to a brand new house for half the price in another state. I mean, that's a pretty valuable exchange right there. Yeah, Absolutely. So I guess the next question is, can I buy a second property in a zero state tax state, but stay in California? You can, but it's super tricky. I did a lot of research on this and so did Joshua. And we came up with really the five things the IRS looks for and, and kind of how you can accomplish this. Uh, but the, I'll, I'll read them off and then we'll explain them. But it's, they look at your home, your business, time spent in the state, your possessions, and then essentially where your family is. But I'll start with the first one home. Basically, they look at where you have your, your bigger residence. And I believe here what they do is they go off of uh, square footage. 
So if you have a big home in California and you buy a small home in Washington and you try to take up residency in Washington, that's most likely not going to work because your bigger, more expensive home is in California. Josh, what's the next one? Business. So if you are um, a business owner or you're active in a business, the majority of your business needs to be conducted in that zero tax state. So, you know, I live in both California or back and forth between California and Nevada. The majority of my business activities have to be done in Nevada. All right. That makes a lot of sense. That's pretty straightforward. The next is time. And what we mean by time is, is how often you're actually sleeping in that state. So you need to stay in the state you're trying to take up residence in, essentially two nights for every one night. And you need to keep accurate records. I want to cut in there. How are you going to keep track of where you sleep every night? That's a great question. Well, there's a couple of things. One is your cell phone tracks your location. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Yes. So every time your cell phone is pinging towers and GPS locations, so all they need to do is really just get your cell phone records and they'll know exactly where you've been. Interesting. And they do that. But a company has came out with an app called Taxbird, which will track your location and keep record of it for you. So if you really want to do this, I would highly suggest downloading that app and start tracking your location. That's awesome. Is that app free? Do you know? I'm not sure. I I didn't really look into it, but it came across on on the research and I was like, hey, that's cool. But even if it's not free, it's still probably worth it to pay for it because I'd rather pay for an app than have the IRS banging down my door. Absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll take the next one. We got near and dear. We all finished up with time. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else. This is straightforward. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. You got got it. Near and dear. The next one. So um, where do you keep your insurance writers and your near and dear possessions? So to explain this as well. So you have valuable possessions. Where are they held? Where are they located? And then also, you know, where are you holding your insurance? Not only policy and writers for yourself, those possessions and your property. And where is that being held? So to just summarize that, we need to make sure that all of your policies and your dear, dear possessions are in that zero tax state if you're using this strategy. Yeah. And then the final one is family, right? This though really probably doesn't matter as much to a retiree because your kids are, should hopefully be grown. And hopefully um, if you've been blessed, you have grandchildren, right? But this is more for, um, I guess, younger families who are trying to take advantage of state tax laws, but where your children go to school matters. So you can't live in, take up residence in Nevada and send your kids to school in essentially Los Angeles. It's pretty straightforward. That makes sense. So needless to say, it seems like they're watching you. They are watching you and they, meaning the IRS, they're, they're coming hard after people who are doing this with the law. I think Josh, you had a pretty neat stat, right? Yeah. I think when people move out of state or using the, the two residency scenario, their audit rate goes up to close to a hundred percent. So taking all of the steps that we, you know, we just talked about and making sure that, you know, you're set up for this move, both on the, the tax side and the law side right. is very important because the last thing you want is to, you know, get audited when you're making this big transition. Obviously, this is a big life, you know, changing event. So the moral of the story is, is don't buy a house in Nevada and live in California and be in Nevada for two months out of the year. You have to follow the rules. Yeah, you do. It needs to be actually up to at least nine months based on the right. math. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but some people think like, oh, I can go buy this property in Nevada and only really be there for two months and spend the most of my time in California and pay no state tax. And not knowing that there is very specific steps and rules Absolutely. and laws that you have to take up. Absolutely. Yeah. And when Bob and Jane came into our office, uh, hypothetical <laughs> client, uh, but th- that's what they wanted to do. So we helped Bob actually lay out a pretty cool scenario because like I mentioned, he's a big time gambler. He loves betting football and uh, he loves the ponies as well. But essentially, what they did was they purchased a larger home in Nevada. Well, I'll start first. They sold their their California homes. They they had the cash, right? Then they purchased a large home in the suburbs of Las Vegas. And they took what was left and they purchased a condo where their children live, right? Because they want to spend more time with their grandkids. Okay. They use Taxbird app. And for nine months out of the year, they're living in Nevada. Where was their condo at? Their condo is somewhere in Southern California nice. near their kids. Yeah. It's working out so far for them. They spend three months during the summer while they're, while their children are working, babysitting their grandkids. They're getting that good grandkid time in. Okay. To do this, though, they took some very, very detailed steps. The first thing they did was they moved every single belonging from California to Nevada. So they didn't buy new belongings in Nevada. They had a moving truck drive their old house to their new house and they bought new belongings for their California condo. Okay. Makes sense? Yep. By hiring a moving company and not doing it themselves, they created a paper trail. They changed the mailing address and bills on their investment accounts to Nevada. So all their brokerage accounts, their retirement accounts, all go to the Nevada home, not the California home. They updated their trust to Nevada state trust laws. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really overlooked. Yeah. About if you have a living trust established and you are moving out of state. You can talk a little bit about that. Each state has different, essentially, rules when you pass. And Californians are very strict, meaning that most people need to get a trust done or else their properties will go to probate. Mm-hmm. But your, cal- your trust you have done in California is absolutely useless to you when you leave the state of California. Right. I mean, the medical laws are different if you have your health care directives and... The language of the trust is probably written a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that each state has their own separate estate laws as well. Yeah, and then I could be wrong, but I believe lawyers are only licensed to practice, say, in the state of California. Okay. Um, so then you need to hire a lawyer that's licensed in the state of Nevada or Washington or wherever you end up. Yeah, right. Just another step to add to the list. Right. So after changing pretty much everything, vehicle registration, estate planning documents, bills, investment accounts, they've created that necessary paper trail where they have officially moved to Nevada. And this should work. They need to run this by a tax person, but essentially they're hitting all the all the dots there. Yeah, so they're passing the test on this one. I think so, and God, Bob is happy. He's out there, he's bent football, yep. bent ponies, and they're spending the summers with the grandkids. What could be better? Right. He has the, he has the Raiders coming to, to Vegas in a few years. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he says if he hits this next parlay, he's buying season tickets. There you go. <laughs> Anything else to add, guys? No, that's good. No, I, I think it's a great option for people to consider. If you know if your house is worth enough and you want to live in two states and you, it makes sense for you to downsize in California and go buy your other home in another state and buy newer at a cheaper price, it, it could really accomplish some of those retirement dreams that many people want to live and just a little bit more comfortable of a lifestyle and having options. I mean, that's nice. Who wouldn't want to bounce back from two different places and 
you know, it really opens up a lot of opportunities. Yeah, it creates flexibility. Absolutely. And just to kind of piggyback on that, I mean, we talked about taxes and focused a lot about, you know, downsizing of square footage for housing, but, you know, just the cost of living in the other states. Right. You know, the cost to go out to dinner right. is, is lower. Right. Um, and that's just another advantage to making your retirement dollars stretch or for anyone interested in moving out of state or it is too expensive for them in california yeah and a lot of our clients who have moved are they're always wondering well are you still going to work with us if we move to another state and so many people now do virtual appointments I and mean, when we do virtual appointments with so many of our clients so even though our clients move out of state you know we're meeting with them on every four month basis going over their planning and they're out of state and it's just like they're here in the office you know we have the video camera we sync up the computers and everything is like it's just here and we just keep rolling through this so it's an easy transition working through the numbers with our clients but also helping them get through that transition as easy as possible and giving them one less thing to worry about absolutely and you know just i think we're promoters of it if it can provide them you know a better lifestyle like we're open to all of the ideas yeah, I mean, a lot of clients who live in California want to do virtual now because they don't want to fight the traffic. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to take the 45-minute trip from Claremont. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to add? No, I think that's really awesome options for people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one thing I will say, because this is a very technical, don't attempt this on your own. Talk with an advisor. Talk with a CPA. Mm-hmm. Make sure you document all the correct steps. It's not easy. And like right. you talked about moving out of state, even the estate planner. So you had just a yeah. lot of, you know, talking to your team before you even start this move is very important. Right. It's not easy to do it on your own, but if you have a few of the professionals around you, it's not complicated either. Right. You just, you hire the right people. They help you assist you through it. You know what to do. You document and you're off. It's not something that's super complicated, but if you hire the right people, it just makes it that much easier. To do it on your own is very complicated. Yes, I agree. And we have so many people inquiring right right now about moving, you know, existing clients and and just even family and friends that ask about moving out of state and what do I know? I know you've gotten the question. You guys have gotten the questions too. It's just an extremely hot topic. Absolutely. All right. Anything left to add on moving out of state? No, I think it was good. Well, you know, since we're still searching for our uh, podcast sponsor, I thought we would make a new segment and vacations have died down. Josh, I know you have one coming up in a month or two, but maybe we'll talk about that in a few shows. But I thought we'd do, um, because it was so popular, you guys remember our, our gift guides we did, the RPA holiday gift guide and the wives gift guide? Yeah, I think they're still on the website, right? They, they, they are still on the Facebook page. On the website. Are you they, previewing that? Are we going to do that again? Yeah, we are going to do that again. That was a hot topic for everyone. <laughs> very, very popular. Some people got some really nice Christmas gifts because of our gift guides. Yep. But anyway, so I thought we'd do RPA recommends where we each recommend something that our listeners could check out that's not really financial related unless it is you really want to recommend something financial related uh, who wants to take it first i'll go first matt this last weekend we uh, went out to dinner on saturday night and i just wanted to recommend something i hadn't had before so it is just a burger cheeseburger but the burger place is in los angeles and it's called burgers never say die i think that's the full name of it but it's uh i think it's a chicago style burger where they like smash the hamburger patty down so nice. like the hamburger patty is like really really thin and like the edges are all crispy i've never had like this style of cheeseburger before and it was amazing 
So I that sounds good. Yeah, it it sounds re- great. It's really good, and I think you can get them at um, Smorgasbord, which is like this food festival every Sunday in LA, or they have a storefront in Los Angeles too. But I was just really impressed by this burger, and probably would have even went back the next day, but they're closed on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really, it, really, really good. Is it in Silver Lake Echo Park? Yeah, it's in Silver Lake, and Burgers Never Say Die is the name. And guess we could put it in the show notes too if anyone wants to check it out or just check out their instagram but yeah yeah we can link it and one thing i'll say too for a, a lot of people who don't travel to los angeles i find the majority of people go to two places in los angeles one downtown la and two uh hollywood or kind of the old hollywood where the walk of fame is two areas downtown's fun but stay away from hollywood silver lake would be a really cool spot to check out if you have kind of a bad impression of LA, go get a burger, you could go for a hike, it's nice. Yeah, really, really nice. That's, I guess, an, another recommendation at the same time, just where me and my li- wife like to go and, and hang out and try new things and eat new food. So that's just my food recommendation for this week. Brent, what are you going to recommend? I'm going to recommend something that I actually have in my hand right now and something that I use almost every single day, and that's my Yeti mug. I put my coffee in here. I'm a slow coffee drinker. I don't like to drink my coffee fast. And it could sometimes last me two or three, four hours. And it stays warm the entire time. I mean, I was always on the search of how do I keep my coffee warm? Because within, you know, 30 minutes, your coffee is cold and it's not really, you don't want to drink it. Microwaving it just takes away some of the appeal. But the Yeti cup just keeps this thing warm. I use it pretty much, like I said, every day. And I highly recommend it for people who like to keep their coffee hot. Yeah, I love Yeti products. There's five yeti cups in in the room right now yeah you guys got coffee you have your waters i mean i have another one on my desk a valuable source it is i I definitely like the yeti mugs they came out with a lunchbox too right yeah yeah they came and they do like ice coolers and ice chests and everything else as well but yeah then they came out the new coffee mug which i need to get to and is that going to be on the holiday gift guide for you it should absolutely Well, I want the lunchbox, so um, if anybody's listening who knows me, buy me the lunchbox, please. (laughs) Matt, what do you you have? My recommendation is going to actually be a show that you could watch, streaming show on Netflix. It's called Dark. It's kind of like an adult version of Stranger Things. Uh, It's a little creepy, but it has a really good storyline. It takes place in Germany, and the show is in German. The English dub it, so you can listen to it in English, but I would actually recommend putting the German subtitles on and reading because it sounds much better that way. But great show. Check it out on Netflix. Uh, season two just came out, so you're not too far behind. I think did a lot you, of people did enjoy it. When did the original um, season come out? I believe last year. Oh, okay. So it's still pretty new. Yeah. Oh, and actually, um, it's one of their more popular shows that doesn't get a lot of press. Netflix is... M- Yes. One of their most popular shows. Yes. Is there any like well-known actors or they all speak German? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, they're so no, <laughs> unless you know German actors and actresses. I, I don't. Brent, do you know any German actors or actresses? No, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I think of Inglorious Bastards actually. I don't know what, um, if they're really German who play the Germans. You know, that's that something movie, else but... I could recommend. Uh, Tarantino's new movie. Past oh, weekend. you saw that this weekend. Yeah. Great movie. Hi- highly recommend it. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I believe it's called. Check that out. If you like Tarantino is enjoyable awesome anything left no all right well we'll go ahead and close the show thank you for joining us on the retirement plan playbook please write a review and and give us five stars on itunes if you're enjoying this show and you could find out more about us by visiting rpawealth.com and clicking on the podcast link on the top of the homepage. 
thank you and have a great day thank you thanks RPA Wealth Management is a state-registered investment advisor located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. RPA Wealth Management may only transact business in those states and jurisdictions in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. A copy of RPA Wealth Management's current disclosure statement, Form ADV Part 1, containing RPA Wealth Management's business operations, services, and fees is available by accessing the SEC's Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website. RPA Wealth Management will provide Form ADV Part 2A from Brochure and 2B Brochure Supplement to interested parties upon request. Information provided on this podcast should not be construed as a solicitation or offer or recommendation to acquire or dispose of any investment or engage in any other transaction. RPA Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personal investment advice or financial planning advice through its podcasts. RPA Wealth Management podcasts are intended for information and educational purposes only.